you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey there, welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact. We've got the other Vegas Bad Boys members with us and uh welcome to the show everyone if you're watching us live make sure you throw all of your comments into our little comment chat box which you can find on youtube live facebook live or twitch every sunday around this time you can join us live but if you can't we appreciate you just downloading the podcast and listening to it we're just about on every podcast platform you can think of so Whichever one's your favorite, open it up, put in Vegas Bad Boys, and uh, we should pop up, all right? This is three count, which means we got three good stories for you. We went around looking around the internet, seeing what's a good story to talk about, and we got some good stuff for you, all right? So with that, let's get right into it. It's time. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting presents... One, two, three. Count Talk. Count Talk, baby. All right, here's our first one. one. And it is titled Former WWE CEO Vince McMahon paid more than $12 million to four women to suppress sexual misconduct allegations. All right, let's get right into the report here from sports.yahoo.com. <coughs> It says Vince McMahon, the longtime CEO of WWE, who stepped down in June, paid four women at least $12 million total over the past 16 years to hide numerous allegations of sexual misconduct, according to a report by Wall Street Journal. And McMahon was also being investigated by the WWE's board. After it was discovered in April, he paid $3 million to cover, cover up an affair with a former employee. This news report indicates McMahon covered up more. So far, here are the four settlements McMahon reportedly paid out per the journal. A $7.5 million payout in 2018 to a former wrestler who alleged McMahon, quote, coerced her into giving him oral sex and then demoted her and ultimately declined to renew her contract in 2005 after she resisted further sexual encounters, end quote. The next bullet point. A roughly $1 million payment in 2008 to a WWE contractor who, quote, presented the company with unsolicited nude photos of Mr. McMahon she reported receiving from him and alleged that he had sexually harassed her on the job, end quote. Next bullet point, a $1 million payment in 2006 to a former 10-year WWE manager who alleged McMahon, quote, initiated a sexual relationship with her, end quote. And the last bullet point here, the $3 million payment in 2022 to the former paralegal who allegedly had an affair with McMahon. The board concluded the relationship between McMahon and this woman was consensual. All right. So the board is also investigating a $1.5 million non-disclosure agreement from 2012 between the same former paralegal and the WWE executive John Laurinaitis. Now, McMahon voluntarily stepped down on June 17th following reports of the investigation as well as the alleged settlement. He also pledged his, quote, complete cooperation to the investigation, end quote, and, quote, pledged to accept the findings and outcome of the investigation, whatever they are, end quote, in a statement released by the company. McMahon's daughter, Stephanie McMahon, was named interim CEO and interim chairwoman after serving as the company chief brand officer as well as the former wrestler. Okay. So let's go over to you, Mr. My, uh, Mr. Matt Michaels. You saw this, and this caught your interest. I'm very interested to hear what you got to say about this, sir. Go ahead. So, you know, I'm going to take a very uh, different stance, different look at it, and that is through the 
perspective of uh, McMahon not necessarily being guilty. Okay. And one of the reasons being is that we really don't know much of anything. It's an internal investigation. So therefore, um, it's not going to, we're not going to get legal things, right? We're going to get things that are internally put out. So um, you're, you're not going to see uh, evidence and um, most importantly, we're not going to see actual names, most likely, right? Unless people do file court, you know, for uh, charges against them and uh, it goes forward. Um, but from what it seems to be, all the allegations of potential misconduct um, comes somewhere around 2005 it's seeming like or thereabouts or before mm -hmm. so therefore it's going to be a harder uh you know to i i don't think the um the time i don't know if he can still be prosecuted we also don't know what we're dealing with in terms of any of if any of this is prosecutable all right um so with that being said you kind of have to then look at uh some of the things that are getting out there and one of the big things with all these uh things that came through the uh the journal the wall street journal story this week the timing is interesting because a board member did resign and it looks like possibly because of these allegations he found it that it was disturbing to him so he leaked them out um now whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing it's where the source is coming from um again what does that mean in the overall things i don't know laurenitis apparently uh had his cell phone turned off his work cell phone so it looks like laurenitis might be fired but again that's not confirmed uh, and all this other stuff we get, we get through Dave. I have a source who tells me kind of something, Meltzer. Mm. So mm -hmm. look at it. It's all speculation. Jericho did an interview on a podcast that I think was released on Friday, but it, I think it was recorded like Thursday or, or something around that time, where he said, at least regarding the relationship with the paralegal, is that it's unfortunate, but this is stuff that happens all the time in every business with uh, people of power. And it's something that, you know, the payoffs happen. We've seen it with the president of the United States doing the same thing. And he's never been prosecuted. Um, so, you know, that that's the whole thing. Um, all in all, does really kind of mean only one thing, and that is Vince McMahon is not the CEO anymore, right? It's not an interim. Stephanie's going to most likely continue to be the CEO um, until he dies. She'll be the interim. They won't take that off of her, is my, is my guess. Um, the bigger question is, will Vince still be part of creative? Will he ever be allowed to be at the shows depending on what the, fur the further findings are and the honest answer is again if he's not prosecuted for any of this then why would you remove him from that position so all in all as this stuff breaks it kind of seems to be going in the trend of something comes out then it goes away for a little bit and something comes out and goes away for a little bit and quite frankly, uh, let's face it, um, again, I said it. Our ex-president did the same kind of shit. And ironically enough, Vince McMahon was living in the penthouse at Trump Tower in Connecticut. So <laughs> the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, right? So um, that's it, man. He's a powerful businessman. And... Um, you know, unless unless there are 80 people coming out saying he dropped roofies in their drinks, <laughs> um, Jesus. you know, there there are 
concerns about some of the allegations but at the same time none of the women have ever come forward with a police report or gotten you know you know a lawyer involved uh to sue him so i don't know i don't know what can be done or what can't be done and i don't know what's true and not true yet so interesting what's your take on this uh simon street i mean is it okay to is it okay to fuck your boss are uh, you asking me personally if it's okay yeah. for me to fuck my boss? Yeah, no, that, I, I would never fuck my boss. Okay. For, first and foremost, that's not a really good uh, a business decision oh. uh, because at the end of the day, fucking them means you're fucking yourself. And as Michaels said, basically, uh, these type of things do happen with powerful people because at the end of the day, bullshit walks, money talks, or maybe it's the other way around. But the other way, you get the exchange. Um, a lot of people, there are some people, I don't want to say a lot of people, there are some people who are just hoping a Vince McMahon wants to fuck me today, and knowing that either they could hint that they might want to extort money out of them, or they may kind of say, oh, well, I felt a little bit weirded about this. Because they know at the end of the day, it's nothing to sign a new NDA and give you a, a check, whatever a dollar amount you need. I'm not going to say that that's, I mean, we already said it. You know what I mean? This stuff happens with executives and big companies all the time. The one thing that it is interesting is what's unfounded and how that can hurt until this does come into court. Because the biggest thing that we, I would say, honestly, presumably, is we want anything that has come up so far to be proven or not proven. Because that's what's fair for Ms. McMahon. That's what's fair for shareholders. That's what's fair for the board. That's what's fair for John Laurinaitis. You know, his name is involved in that as well. So you want to make sure that the process happens the way that it needs to happen so that the truth can come out. Because if a lot of stuff is unsaid, it can be very damaging for the people's lives who are involved, including um, the, the, the paralegal who's been talked about. I will say this. This is the interesting thing of this. Um, right around the same time that uh, that board member, or at least our inside source reported to us about the in, about the person, uh, you know, the board member leaving, right, and their opinion on it. Um, later on that day, before I could even respond to what was sent to us, a lot of these additional uh, allegations were coming up. And that's why I said, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, not to the sense of this is just like roofies being dropped Bill Cosby type thing, but I'm saying like anytime you have a case like this, there's more that keeps coming out week after week after week. And it's up to a legal team to clean this up, formulate a proper vetting process, interview these people fairly to see what's substantiable or what could be put into a court case if there is any there. So this is going to be a lengthy ass case. Um, I think in the meantime, to be completely honest with you, we're not going to see this immediately go away probably for the next six to maybe almost six months to a year because there's so much that's been unproven. Because if this shit was locked, tight, sealed, immediate, it would have been done by now. Do you see what I'm saying? And the one thing I'll add, and then I'll close it. Right now is probably not the best time to ha or to not take a stance of transparency with this. So I'm very pleased with how the board took it and got in front of a lot of this. Because right now, let's look at just, and I know we're Vegas bad boys. We're, we're males. We're not females. But I would not be a stone throws away to, if I would put my hand on the pulse of a lot of women right now, in society are not in a happy mood you know there's a lot of things that are going on in the world to where certain things that were within the rights of women are now being subject to be taken away and i'm not going to get in that subject um and we're not too fresh really removed from the me too movement so there's a lot of that stuff that's getting cleaned up with you know boardrooms uh you know businesses all around so this is a lot more complicated when it is i just hope that they can find out what it is and to answer the question 100 percent you do not fuck your boss. That's how I got my second ex-wife, and it just doesn't work out well. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. That's another show. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. Um, <laughs> Sin City, Steve. Um, man, but, you know, one thing for sure, I, I guess one reason why you don't do that also is it could cause a, um, a conflict of interest. And, um, you know. And Steve would know. That's why you're going to him with this question, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let, me, let me just let me just give it to you here, Steve. Um, 
what, what what's your take when you when you hear about this? Because um, uh, like we said, I mean, there's I guess there's nothing illegal here, but I mean, there's definitely a lot of uh, questions one still have about should this still have taken place in the, uh, taken place in the first place. So ultimately, what we're dealing with is we're dealing with a, and, and you just you just mentioned it. It's not necessarily a legal thing unless obviously there are more investigations done and um, you know quid pro quo kind of things are you know mentioned to have happened. Um, now, realistically speaking, the you never you never get into any kind of relations whatsoever with anybody that you work with. Period. Just getting that out there, you just you don't do that shit. Yeah. You're just asking for things to go wrong. Um, but ultimately, you know, statute of limitations, um, Michael's, you mentioned 2005, um, for most of these instances, I mean, statute of limitations has to be running out. Um, realistically what Vince McMahon is being tried in is Vince McMahon is going to be tried in the court of public opinion. And we're going to see social justice as opposed to legal justice. Uh, if I have, if I have to guess, uh, what the outcome of this is going to be, um, I don't think that Vince is going to see anything financially. Um, you know, he's not, he's not going to be sued for anything because he realistically can't unless new info comes out, but he, uh, he will be looked at in a negative light if he isn't already. Um, and realistically speaking too, keep in mind what the Mr. McMahon character was like when he was on TV. Um, you wouldn't exactly put it past the Mr. McMahon character to pay $12 million to four women, um, to suppress sexual misconduct allegations. So you mentioned the, uh, the saying, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Well, there you go. <laughs> and you also, you also got to, um, take in consideration a couple things. Um, yeah, publicly, the reputation might take a hit. We saw Netflix pulled the uh, documentary series that they were going to be doing, which which is interesting, too, because it's Vince. So depending on how much you know control or, or how much stake they had in it, the WWE, that project might move forward with a new home on Peacock because they could just put it on their streaming service. You know, that's or even t their their relationship with uh, with biography now or A&E, um, you know, that might be another avenue. So one that is going to be interesting to see. But that all depends on how big this turns into a clusterfuck, because as well, Sin City said, if, if it really looks bad, Pe Peacock might not want to touch that with not one of the colors in a rainbow. Yeah, but you know, you got to figure too, though. Even though it looks bad, realistically, right now, what has come out was payments, right? So, when you accept a payment and and you you know you you're not going to say anything, um, that makes it even more complicated because you were willing to take the money to not say anything and then it's like well i and then it goes back to there's um the uh, first female ref who back in 86 86 uh, yep yeah you know a, mm -hmm. accused uh mcmahon of uh you know taking her in the car and um sexually assaulting her and uh you know there's the the possibility of truth is strong, but the also the the question is that was 1986, and I know this is such a you know taboo thing to say, but in those years going forward, if you didn't file a case against him, then how strong is it? that what your recollection of what it was or your your thought of what it was is it exactly what you thought it was and does that get worse over time meaning does your mind embellish it more or does your mind forget it more does it suppress it more and you're exactly right with that one 
However, if I may interject on this one, that is the problem with today right now. And especially with, particularly when it comes to women being violated in the workplace or women's rights being deprived or in question or taken away. Right now, it's a bit of a hot seat. And again, as I said a couple of weeks ago, we're going to start finding out across the board what is professional and what is unprofessional. Because there's more layers, there's different layers to what is unprofessional. Do you see what I'm but saying? Even think, though he did nothing wrong, I think, but I don't think it's across the board, though. And I think that's that's the well, I didn't say layers. Problem. I did. I, I, I layers. Didn't say layers. Yeah, yeah I'm, layers. Saying, I'm, I'm saying there is layers to what unprofessionally is. And I think in this in this situation, it's going to be really tough for Vince McMahon. And as and, and again, I am not a business paragon. I just know a little bit. It, again, I'm going to state WWE has been trying to prepare the company for something transition i don't know what the hell they're going to go for but they're transitioning you don't want this type of press you don't and especially when it comes from the top it doesn't make very good it let, just doesn't let me ask it's like trying to sell a home on the market and then you're trying to do you, you're trying to hide the fact that freaking five months ago there was a triple homicide in the house you know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, you cleaned it up. The carpets ain't got blood spots on them, but it's still something that's going to linger. And I think that I, that's why I said, I hope the court cases prove. Let me what ask is this. And what is there it? won't be court cases. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're going to want a court case because if not, public opinion is going to eat Vince McMahon up and spit his ass out. Well, let me let me uh, let me let me ask this, because I know we are really over over time on this particular topic, but I know it's a hot one. So. Let me just ask this: If if you're being asked to step down, or you just you step down on your own, do you think it was then a smart decision to then put yourself out on live TV in front of your fan base, who of course going to cheer you, and of course it's beginning to look like the same thing where Mr. Will Smith went up there and slapped the shit out of Chris Rock, and everyone was like, "Oh, great." job will smith instead of going i'm not sure if i should be praising him right now i'm just i'm just throwing a question out there should they have put him live on back-to-back -back weeks <laughs> or they, should he have, they, they technically couldn't stop him because enough didn't come out by them was it the right move mm -hmm. probably looking at it now hell no hell no but but think about it just because it's not right to do it mm -hmm. it's not yeah, a matter yeah. of if it was good you can still do it you guys been watching our society the true. thing to do to fucking make sure that you don't get yourself buried is to make sure you are present and show your face and do something because right but that nothing, is a tightrope but 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 that is a tightrope that is a tightrope when you walk that but he didn't because any, because he didn't do anything that was out of anything else other than introducing or hyping that's it he never said anything else but let me and ask steve you this question very quiet because steve again i know your situation <laughs> i know that oh, your bosses listen i'm so sorry but um you know <laughs> it was different times back when it happened man Steve's a good man. He's practically an. All angel. I have to say, all I have to say, and I'll make it real quick. When mm. I was explaining this to a friend, and I looked, and I was telling him about Vince McMahon, I, for, for shits and giggles, I pulled up the promo that got done way back in the Attitude Era with Vince McMahon and Trish Stratus, where she was on four knees and stuff like that. That did not look good for someone who doesn't even watch the product. And you're like, oh, he fucking did it. And unfortunately, that's society. Someone's but gonna I, look up Vince I, McMahon. What I want to know is how did Trish Stratus have four knees? <laughs> I'm at all fours. Thank you. Hey, hey, you know what? Trish Stratus is beautiful. She helped me get through a lot of the uh, the, the last part of being a teenager. So she can have four knees, just like the lady on Total Recall had three boobs. That's she can't do no wrong. She can't do no wrong. Steve got through it, man. Steve knows that women don't have four knees. <laughs> all right. All right, guys. let's go to the next one. <laughs> I can't. Wow. Tony Khan hints that AEW's next media rights deal will be historic, says he's very grateful for a relationship with Warner Brothers and Discovery. This is how it reads from WrestlingHeadlines.com. AEW President Tony Khan recently spoke to the New York Post about a number of pro wrestling-related subjects 
which included Khan hinting about the promotion's future media rights deal and how grateful he is for their current ones with Warner Brothers and Discovery. Highlights from the interviews are below here in this uh, article. But how grateful he is for for their current deal with Warner Brothers and Discovery. Quote, I'm incredibly grateful every day that AEW has a great relationship with Warner Brothers Discovery and we've done well for TBS and TNT with Dynamite and Rampage where we're a strong performer for Warner Brothers Discovery on a weekly basis. Says there's still time for their, and that was the end quote. Now it says there's still time for their next uh, right deals. This is what he says, quote, I think there is still a lot of time for the next right deals, but we have a great thing happening right now, and I do believe our future media rights will be important and, frankly, a large revenue stream for AEW going forward. And I think that's because of the great support we've had from the fans and the hard work of everyone backstage and the wrestlers every Wednesday and Friday, pulling it together and delivering great shows and quote. And this is where he hints that their, their next media rights deal will be historic quote. Whenever our next media right giant, right. Whenever our next media right deal, the next one does kick in it will be historic. It will be recorded in history because everything in wrestling is recorded in history and to, uh, yeah, can to history. It will make history however it goes. Right now, everyone would expect very, very well. We expect it's going to go very well for us based on how strong we've been performing, end quote. All right. Sin City Steve, what's your take on this? Uh, I, I think that this just goes to show that it's another point of confidence with AEW. Um, so many people are hung up on the fact that they're not over a million viewers at this point. And to be honest, yeah, they should be consistently in that, in that market, uh, in that, in that area, um, right around the 1 million mark. Um, but the fact is if they're doing enough to keep, discovery media off their backs and if they are going as far as you know having discovery to co-promote a match upcoming between chris jericho and eddie kingston where they're going to be surrounded in barbed wire i mean that shows me that they are giving a vote of confidence to aew so another thing to keep in mind is as we get closer to that negotiation period we're going to start to see them turn up the heat even a little bit more and pack these shows even more. Um, So I think that the last couple of months and quite frankly, the last year or so we've learned that they can think on their feet as, as much as possible. Um, And a credit to both companies, both major companies uh, had to think on their feet. Um, So I don't want anybody to think, Oh, well, he's just talking shit about WWE. No, both companies have, you know, made chicken salad out of chicken shit. Um, but I think that for those people that are claiming that AEW is dead and buried and it's in the ground because they're not a million every week, I don't know. I don't know about that. You might just want to pump the brakes a little bit on that. Let me ask you, uh, Simon Street, uh, do you think maybe once uh, Warner Brothers, uh, Discovery, watch this shark tank, whatever, over the ring craziness that's going to take place do you think maybe they're going to have some second thoughts about about still uh uh investing in this uh business here i mean what's your take on this story um my biggest question is is what does warner brothers have right now and discovery have that's a wrestling product do they have anything right now i think just them warner brothers and discovery well technically no okay so and, and and thank you for answering okay come on that's all the pun in that I'm saying outside of this deal, do they have anything else beforehand or currently right now? No, right? So at the end of the day, it's not that bad of uh, of a deal. And the reason why I say that is you remember way back in the day, a little network, unfortunately, had more access than access called TNN. Okay, They acquired a wrestling company, although not as big and successful as AEW, at least in the way you compare the two. But they acquired, uh, not at the time Impact Wrestling, it was TNA. Right. Um, even before then, didn't they have WWE? They entertained WWE after they had TNA on there for a little bit. Correct me if I'm wrong, anybody. No, no, I might, no. might be off you're, of my facts. You're, you're remaking history. 
ECW. ECW was the, 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 they went there first and then the network canned them. And then WWE jumped ship to get a better deal over there. They gave them money Mm -hmm. and then they jumped ship back to USA. And then TNA found a home there. Thank you so much, Mr. That's why you're you're the historian. Um, But I say that example only to say that, you know, even though I don't think they're around anymore, they might be called something else. But I'm saying that during that amount of time, it was a decent move because it didn't have nothing before. And it did enter. I can see how it entertained down the road. Right. So from ECW, then later on, you know, WWE is like, ah, we could probably do it there because we're not negotiating with USA or whatever the case may be. And then later on, TNA. Warner Brothers is not a bad spot. Do you see what I'm saying? And yeah, don't get me wrong. <laughs> What's going to happen in that shark cage match is going to be a bit cringy. Even talking about it is cringy. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be cringe after cringe after cringe. It, it, it's something that they have an opportunity to have. And I think they can make the best of it even if it's not going to be the top quality here. The one thing I'll say about AEW, and I've said it before, it, it, and it kind of goes to what Sensei Steve was saying. Yeah, a lot of people look at the expectation of hitting, and what was that mark? A million, was it? What's the exact number? Million something, right? Just just a million. A million. Okay, million. Just, just a million views. All right, all right. So check this out. If my ass, 40 years old Simon Street, is able to at least warm a bench on an NBA game for... Two games, not even the whole fucking season, right? Or just just up to the postseason. I would say I've accomplished something because myself is doing something in a bigger league. Now, I'm not saying that AEW is like me, but I'm saying like they're operating in a bigger fucking pond of WWE who has been bad, basically mastering that fucking landscape. You see what I'm saying? So it's like if I'm Warner Brothers and Discovery, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to take Because right now you're the second best horse. You laugh all you want. I'm just being real with you. Like I'm being I'm, real, you, you, you. We're just what? laughing at the absurdity of you. I was absurd. Who doesn't even I was play absurd. pickup basketball on the bench at 40 years old of an NBA. I'm saying at the end of the day, wouldn't that be amazing if I could sit on the bench? I'm just saying, how many goddamn rings did Luke Walton have? Fucking sitting on the bench. I'm just saying. Yeah, I believe Walton could play basketball, and he became an NBA coach. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm just trying to make. Okay. <laughs> it's not really a bad analogy, but the point I'm trying to make is, is like this. Look, it's not a bad move for, for Warner Brothers to have AEW. It, it's, it's a plus in a corner, right? That everybody's going to want right. to get in the market to have a little piece of what WWE's have for the longest with Peacock. They're seeing the writing on the wall. They're seeing like, wow, this is something that could really boost us. Now, real talk. What streaming service is Warner, Brother, is Warner Brothers partner with or has? HBO, right? HBO Max. HBO Max, yeah. So I'd be fucking tickled pink if I don't have to pay $50 for AEW pay-per-view anymore because it's on fucking HBO Max. Well, see, but now what you're running into, though, DJ, if you have a question, shoot the question. But I'll uh, I'll keep going if you want. Just go ahead. Okay. So what you're running into is a HBO Max is is trying to figure out what the fuck they're going to do with Discovery Plus. All right. So first off, they don't even know how their streaming looks like. So any type of streaming is not in the picture yet. Okay. The thing that you reference that is very interesting. Glad you brought it up. You know why the WWE left USA? It wasn't money. At that time, USA's head of programming, she came in and she didn't want wrestling after all those years. So they said, fine. And they took their bag and went down the street and they were given money. And when that contract was up and she wasn't still at USA, jump back over. That is the thing that I've always said is the problem here. It's not the product itself. It's the the actual network. So what Tony is saying is, oh, the relationship's great. That's fine and dandy. If something happens where the relationship doesn't turn out to be great, then they won't get another deal. But they could get a deal somewhere else. There's no doubt. He could also, if he's smart, leverage and try to play those you know, other companies off of each other. 
But what fascinates me is his statement. Whenever our next media deal, whenever our next media deal, he knows when his media deal is up, right? I hope. Okay. The next one does kick in. It will be historic. What the fuck are you talking about? Historic. Okay. Then it will be recorded in history because everything in wrestling is recorded in history. No shit, jackass. All right. <laughs> it will make history however it goes. So you're telling me something that happened in the past will make history however it goes. Yeah, that guy is running your show. <laughs> Thank you, Michaels. Yeah, there we hey, go. I, 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 I was hoping that you would pick that apart, and you did. Thank you. <laughs> Look, all I can say is this. He ain't the only person that may be wearing too many hats and needs to find the appropriate person to take over the running of AEW at some point. Hopefully, he will be able to do that. But right now, he is along the same lines as a lot of people who have a great product on their hands, at least in potential. But uh, maybe sometimes some of the moves he makes, he has a hard time separating himself uh, and seeing the bigger picture. I don't know, Tim Stacey, what do you think sometimes with that? Maybe in the next year, maybe Tony should find somebody to run, you know. He, need, he, he, he definitely needs to, man. It's uh, too many hats. That goes without saying. <laughs> that goes without saying. I mean, just watch any of the media scrums with the guy. All right. I mean the constant the constant hugging. If, if look, if Vegas Bad Boys gets on in some magical multi-dimension and we are on AEW, I'm expecting a hug from Tony Khan. Like he just yeah. he just reunited with a brother he never had cuz every time I see somebody come on, he's hugging them like this. So, you know. Of course. <laughs> All right, and, here we go. And oh, and go he'll probably give each of us a contract to wrestle for the company. Even though hey, none of us would wrestle for the company so i'd be cool with that put me in a match with matt hardy and i'll just tell matt hardy go up to the top this top spot i'll lay down and then something to happen i'll just fall off the table and then you know there you go Three. all right booker <laughs> t encourages wwe to pull the trigger on smackdown star all right this right here is from wrestling inc Com. It reads, WWE's Money in the Bank saw two stars of the future capture the briefcase in Liv Morgan and Theory, and that is something Booker T was happy to see, as he believes it's all about, quote, giving people credibility to be able to go out there and win, end quote. But during his latest, quote, Hall of Fame, end quote, radio show, the WWE pan, uh, panelist weighed in on Morgan being pushed immediately as she cashed in her briefcase to defeat Ronda Rousey in order to win the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship on the same night, with Booker stating people like her are, quote, the future of the women's division, end quote. Quote, I've been saying it, saying it for a while, as far as making guys, you've got to be able to pull the trigger on a lot of these young guys that's coming up. Right now, Liv Morgan, she's got years left in the business. You can't wait till it's all over with Liv Morgan to say, hey, let's do something with her. You've got to do it now, he said. Now, Morgan's not the only wrestler that the two-time WWE Hall of Famer believes has a big future, as he also hopes to see the company use a former WWE NXT superstar more that she's a part of WWE SmackDown. That's why, quote, that's why I was talking about Raquel Rodriguez. You've got to do something now with talent like that in order to make them, he said. You know, we've talked about Cesaro being around and not being made because after you're made, you could do a whole lot because you're made, end quote. Now, during Cesaro's time in WWE roster, he only captured one singles championship, the United States title, proving Booker's point that the company never quite invested in him during his lengthy run. All right. Simon Street. Tell us, what's your take on this uh, article here? Well, I definitely could say, I mean, I don't always agree with Booker T. There are some times where we do not agree. However, in this statement, I do definitely agree with Booker T because, uh, you know, if you got a chance to listen to the Money in the Bank recap, I did mention, um, you know, that although a lot of people may have a problem with, uh, you know, who won the Money in the Bank women's, 
it's something that she does have potential. A lot of it has to do with supports that are put in place to help her get made, as Booker would say. Same thing with Theory, who was already made, but that's beside the point. But when he does talk about um, Raquel, 100%, sure, because every time you put her in a match since she's got to the main roster, even though they got her, I wouldn't say in a bad gimmick, just not a gimmick that was as strong as what she had when she left NXT, she still shines. She still stands out. You know, she is not just some big woman who does not look good in a ring. Like the girl got some skills. And so when Booker says the time is now to really push her, it is. And because I'm going to say it again, you know, with the two people who did leave along with other things of people who are still on the women's roster that, and I don't want to be mean and say the word stagnant, but I will say that they are still leaving us. When are you going to improve? When are you going to evolve? <clears throat> Carmella, um, you know, type of situation you need to, 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 to formulate and make these people. And she is one of them. So when Booker says that, and he actually said a valid point about Cesaro, you know, in his time that was there. Yes, they did give him some support to place. And yes, there's more to that story of things that maybe weren't done on his end as far as with promos and whatnot like that. But there are a couple of times to where even when he had that United States title, um, you know, championship, uh, he was still in a place even after losing that title to where he could have done some things. And I think that, you know, kind of shifting him around and stuff like that. I don't know if it was a him decision or they decision. It, it just wasn't great. So I hope that WWE can learn from some of these things and see and see the positive in this and what Booker T is saying. Because right now, if you look at NXT's women division, it's starting to stack up. As far as each individual talent, maybe not everyone, it's pretty decent. You know, uh, if you look at uh, Raw and SmackDown, it's kind of scattered around and there's small pockets and gaps. She would be perfect. And you're already starting to see it, but she needs something to go with that. So that's that's pretty much all that yeah. all, all I say. I let, me, let me ask you, uh, Sin City Steve, uh, I mean, going off of Booker T, of course, he mentions um, Raquel as being one. But I mean, some maybe could even go as far as going. And I know I've been one to say. Why hasn't someone like Shayna, someone that's been pushed now to that that level of where we like to mention the top four women in the championship spot? Um, she was definitely a dominant one that was uh, that was at NXT, uh, but we've kind of seen that go down. Raquel, definitely, we could see her be in the future. Um, Booker, yes, does he? Have, he seems like he has a point here in terms of Raquel, but. I guess one can also say there are there are other names that we could see as well that could be pushed toward the future. Would you agree? Without question. Uh, the thing is, WWE for you know for better or for worse, love it, hate it. Uh, it doesn't depend. It, it doesn't matter whether you love WWE or you hate WWE. You have to admit that they are an absolute machine. And they just reload their divisions. Um, they are, they have so much depth uh, in the women's division. Uh, it's, it's staggering when you take a step back and you look at it. Um, now, obviously, you know, Liv is the, the flavor of the week, the feel-good story that's going on right now. Um, yeah, it's definitely, and deservedly so. Um, but how long until certain people, you know, lose their interest in her storyline. And then she gets shuffled down into the, the middle of the show again. Um, I, I think that that's something that they have to be cautious of. Um, and then, uh, yeah, as far as Raquel goes without question, you could, you could see her from a mile away. I mean, she looks like a star. She moves like a star. She is getting better in the ring every week as well. Um, so it, yeah, man, like I said, they're continuing just to reload and unless they fuck it up, they're going to have a very, very solid women's division from top to bottom for years to come. You know, Matt Michaels, uh, there is someone who I, I, I know have made the, um, the comment that when Liv Morgan won that they, kind of responded with um, 
fuck yeah, that was a shot against Ruby Soho. Um, we will probably agree that, yes, Liv Morgan, like Sin City said, is the flavor of the month and probably someone that, uh, you know, would eventually, it, I mean, she is now the women's champion, but we probably could have seen her become the women's champion also in the future. But do you think that um, this was put on her a little too early or do you think this is the perfect time to go ahead and 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 shoot her for the stars uh, I, first of all i think it's it's not shooting for the stars i i think that that's a horrible term because Liv morgan is not expected to carry a division um one of the things i think i said last week is Liv morgan is holding the spot for charlotte until charlotte comes back hmm. um and one of the things that we're sitting here talking about this and Nikki Ash is backstage and she was a champion just months ago. So Liv Morgan right now is nothing more than Nikki Ash. If she proves that she could hang with Becky and Charlotte and, uh, you know, the top tier, you know, Rhonda, the top tier people then yeah, there, there'll be some merit to her in the future, but she's been around for a long time. It's not like this is her first, you know, like, oh, she got called up. So, and, and Booker's referring to her as a younger person. It's not that she's a younger person, she's just getting the opportunity finally. Um, so, to, to be honest, it, it'd be different if uh, you brought up uh say i don't know eo you know next week right and or someone like even mandy and mandy is another one who like you could say well she was given the nxt title but the fact of the matter is she's been around for years so is she really doing anything that's more you know substantial um or is she just getting that opportunity now and showing she can do it a little bit better? So, uh, and, and bringing up uh, Raquel in terms of the conversation, uh, first of all, uh, you know, she's, she's a huge woman. So really there's, honestly, Rhea and Charlotte are probably her two biggest matchups that make sense. But her getting in the ring with someone like Liv or Alexa makes them look like they're Jonathan Gresham. <laughs> Good point. Good point. You you forgot about Bianca. Bianca could go up yeah, with but, Raquel. Yeah, and, Bianca, yeah. and Bianca is one of the examples yeah. of what Booker's talking about. That's a that person equality. that she actually was someone who came up and they saw it. They wanted to give it to her. They gave it to her. She took the ball, and she did fine. You know, as a, 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 a flop example is Sasha. Sasha's had multiple times, and yet she bought into her own ego and left and just left. So, you know, that's the other thing, too. You've got these older – that's the balancing act, right? You have these older established stars – that you have to keep happy, but you have to do something with your younger stars. So, and by the way, this is coming from Booker T, who at 57 yesterday stepped in, when I say yesterday, Saturday night, stepped into the ring of his promotion, Reality of Wrestling, to wrestle. And that right there is him giving the rub to some of his young guys in that company. Mm. And that's what you do when you're, his stature, right? And Rhonda did the same thing for Liv. She actually apparently was the one who said, hey, listen, I want to put the title on someone who gives a shit about this business. So if you got someone like that speaking up for you, that's that means it's a huge. lot. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. All right, there we go. That is our three count good stuff, fellas. Appreciate it. All right. We're now to the end of the show. As always, thank everyone for hanging out with us. 
And um, like we say, we're back now. We got rid of all of the staycations, vacations, and pay-per-view events we're going to attend, at least for the moment. So we'll see you all through July and all through August. We're here, and we want you to be with us, so we appreciate you in advance. But let's go over to Simon Street. What you want to tell the good people out there? Well, pretty much uh, summer is, uh, I think, we're, we, would you maybe say that we're in the middle of summer? Going toward the tail end, possibly. All depends on where you are and what you define as summer. Is it timeline or is it a heat stroke? Because in Vegas, it's hot as hell. <laughs> but regardless of where you are, um, remember just to always try to be kind to each other as much as you possibly can. Sometimes it's those small little moments that really do impact somebody, and that's on both sides of the fence. You know, you can say something totally dis- disrespectful to somebody and set off their whole day in a chain of events that could change people's lives. Let's flip that if you can. And I challenge everybody, try to be positive. You know, try and find that somebody in your workspace that you just cannot stand or you don't see eye to eye with. And just be something to say good morning without a good morning bitch. Just say good morning. You know, just be real with you. Try to be kind to that person that cuts you off while you're driving on your commute to work, to or from. Because at the end of the day, they may need that little bit of compassion and understanding. And other than that, always drink Trulies. Because if you need to be gluten free, this is the best thing to drink. Are they sponsoring us now? Because I'm sorry. They might after that, or they might just say, "Just give them go, go get a." Uh, I didn't get the paperwork. Back so. and truly, shut the fuck up. <laughs> they might or, say that. Or you could drink water. <laughs> you know what? I'm drinking this because my dumbass didn't put water in the refrigerator, and it's the only thing that was cold in the refrigerator. That's why I drank that shit. All right, Sin City Steve, what you want to tell the good folks out there? Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do. We genuinely appreciate each and every single one of you. Thank you so much. And also special shout out to all the brave men and women serving this country, whether you're on lands, foreign or domestic. Thank you for doing what you do so that we can do what we love to do. And uh, last but not least, repsports.com, R-E-P-P sports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. No doubt. Mr. Matt Michaels. Hey, congratulations to Chris Jericho and Fozzie for making uh, Judas finally a gold record after being released in 2017. So it took you five years, kiddos, but you did it. (laughs) You got it gold. So congratulations on that. You just have to keep playing it over and over and over to a point where people go, fuck, I got to just download this song. Man, that's, but, but that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. How, many, how many wrestlers actually have a gold album? I don't Not know. many. I'm just Not saying many. I can't think of anybody. Well, John Cena's got a gold album. Does he really? I'm I don't waiting. Know. I don't know. I was, I was like, I'm waiting. <laughs> I mean, The Rock came close, helped the Disney and Moana, but you can't really count that because it was a product of Disney and Moana. <laughs> there you guys go. All right. Until then, we'll see you all next time. Take care. Uh, peace. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.